0: And the Knock On Sports is on the air. Here, your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Good evening and welcome. Welcome indeed here to a Friday night edition of the Knock On Sports. Hope you guys are having a great Friday night as we get ready for the weekend. Should be a lot of fun as we got uh, high school basketball scrimmages. We had uh, Glacier uh, going on last night, Flathead and the Brave Vets. Uh, we'll be going on uh, tomorrow afternoon, and so I'll be checking those out, which will be a lot of fun. We'll get into what I am hoping to see tomorrow from both the Braves and the Brave Vets, as they are under new head coaches, uh, Coach Sam Tudor for the Brave Vets and Coach Dirk Johnsrud for the Braves side. So we'll get into what I expect to see and what I hope to see tomorrow in the scrimmage is we still have a couple of weeks before we get into uh, the start of hopefully the winter sports season. Uh, you look at games won't be played at least it sounds like until January 5th or 7th uh, for either the Wolfpack or for the Braves and Braves. That'll be at the earliest. We, there's uh, The schedule is going to be fluid. And so we don't know what's going to happen. What we do know and what happened last night was that Lewis and Clark County announced that they are going to allow 25 spectators uh, for the winter sports season, at least to start with. I imagine that if things go well, that number could potentially go up. But that is big. We kind of opened up the show yesterday talking about how uh, these announcements were going to be coming in the coming weeks here, especially whether it be next week uh, before Christmas or the week after before New Year's, because obviously we know how how the date's going to fall uh, with New Year's uh, being a Saturday and uh, New Year's Eve uh, being a Friday night. uh, There's not going to be a whole lot of time before then, uh, before they actually have those January 2nd dates ready to rock and roll with some competition. So I imagine we are going to start seeing those announcements probably. Probably the week after Christmas, so like I said, Lewis and Clark County getting out in front. The really interesting part's going to be what is what is Flatted County going to do now? Uh, what is Silver Bow County going to do now? What's Missoula County going to do as well? Are those counties going to follow the lead of Lewis and Clark County? Um, do different counties decide to do different things? Do the county health departments decide to say, does Missoula go, okay, hey, no, we're going to go zero to start with? Does Flatted County go that way? Who knows? But like I said, it'll be really interesting to see uh, what they do. And again, I'm not asking, Advocating that we start with nobody in uh, in the stands. Like I said, if if it if it has to be limited, at least let the parents of the players go and be able to watch. That's what I've always advocated for, even going back to the fall. Uh, but it'll, it'll be just interesting to see what happens uh, going forward with with the county health departments and what they announce. Now again, obviously the vaccine being out, the timetable will be on that. How do health departments. Decide to navigate that as well. The biggest thing also has to be the numbers continue to go down, and we have seen the numbers go down uh, since November. And so, if that continues to happen, uh, I think that only spells for uh, the return and 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 the quickness of more spectators being allowed to go to games as we move through the season. Uh, One of the things I want to hit on as well last night, the Raiders. I'm sorry, the well, yeah, the Raiders fell to the Chargers last night. And one of the things that kind of bugged me, and it's kind of just what we have in this current sports world, is this short-term memory loss. Because for some strange reason last night, and again, Marcus Mariota played fantastic last night. I'm not going to take anything away from him. But for some strange reason, especially the way social media kind of drives sporting narratives uh, in this current day. Every, I saw a lot of people say, oh, Marcus Mariota needs to be a starting quarterback next year. He deserves to be one of 32 starting quarterbacks. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Push the brakes just a second. Do you not remember what happened to Marcus Mariota when he was this full time starting quarterback at Tennessee? All right, now he did get him to a couple playoff appearances in his first uh, two seasons as the quarterback there for Tennessee, but he also missed a lot of games and at the same time, too, struggled to really move the football. Just because Marcus Mariota played very, very well against a bad football team uh, last night does not mean that he needs to be a starting quarterback going forward. Now, again, The Las Vegas Raiders wanted him to be the backup. There was a reason for it, and he showed the reason why the Raiders uh, wanted him. But I'm not ready to just crown that Marcus Mariota needs to be a starting quarterback again. Not after one game. If he plays, and we don't know what kind of injury Carr has in terms of how long he's going to be out, but if Carr does miss significant time and Mariota plays really, really well, impressive numbers, and helps the Raiders get to the playoffs maybe then we have something. But just one game way too soon to say that he needs to be a starting quarterback. And it's very similar to Jameis Winston. Uh, A lot of people, when Drew Brees went down, obviously we know Drew Brees is going to be coming back, but did everyone forget that Winston had 30 interceptions? Seems like that had been uh, forgotten about. Or you look at, well, Josh Allen. You look at a quarterback like him. Everyone thought he was going to be bad. You talk about uh, Justin Herbert as well. Nobody expected Herbert to have the kind of season that he has had, but... He's had it, and there were a lot of people that were critical of Herbert, and we've had guests come on the show that thought Jalen Hurts was better than Herbert. Obviously, uh, the Chargers are glad with the selection that they made, clearly, but I think that's where it is with current thinking, is it's just way too short-term. We forget way too much, and all of a sudden, it's just too reactionary. All right, Josh Allen has improved. I've seen many people that didn't think that Josh Allen would uh, be able to turn the corner like he did considering his uh, accuracy and uh, considering his uh, completion percentage, but that has skyrocketed this season. Now he's put himself in the, in the name with the elites. Like I said, there's just way too much uh, overreaction when it comes to these types of things, and it just kind of frustrates me as well because it just needs to be a bigger uh, building block to it, not just one particular game. So, wanted to get that off the chest is obviously, again, ton of credit to Marcus Mariota last night for what he was able to do, but we need to see it over a longer uh, stretch. We need to see this over a longer period of time before we decide, or before people decide, that they think he needs uh, to have another chance as a starting quarterback in the NFL. As a full-time starter, as a, I don't want to say franchise quarterback, because that label might have already slipped past him, considering uh, he wasn't able to do that at Tennessee. But being a full-time starter or being a stopgap quarterback... Flathead will have its scrimmage tomorrow for the Braves and Brave Vets. The Glacier Wolfpack, as we mentioned, already held theirs uh, last night. Looking forward to chatting with Coach Mark Arkads and Coach Amanda Cram about uh, their scrimmages as well as practices. As Again, we have a couple of weeks before we even get to see either one of these teams uh, play a game or play somebody else in a different colored uniform. Uh, Flathead tomorrow, The under new leadership, Brave Vets will be under the new leadership of head coach Sam Tudor. Braves will be under the new head coach and leadership of Dirk Johnsrud. So a lot to uh, take in. And for the brain vets, the three things that I really want to see from them uh, tomorrow is confidence. The biggest thing that this team needs to have going into this season is I think this is a team that can be in the mix. Now, again, this, I think the ceiling's high for this team uh, in terms of where they could possibly be because I just think the players on the roster are that talented. They've got some good young players. They've got some good veteran leaders as well. So I think the ceiling is high for this basketball team. Uh, but confidence is going to play a big part in whether or not this team has success. And that comes with confidence in taking shots. Uh, last year, they, there was a lot of passing that went on. And so you didn't see as many shots uh, taken. And so are we going to see a difference tomorrow? Are we going to see uh, these players be willing to take some shots? If they're open, are they going to take it? Are they going to be decisive in when they decide to attack the basket? Are they going to look for offensive opportunities? Uh, So confidence is going to be a big part of what I want to see from the Brave Vets tomorrow. Uh, Ball movement that leads to shots. As I mentioned, last year we saw a team that could definitely pass the basketball. Unfortunately, too many times it led to turnovers as the Brave Vets were uh, one of the leaders in terms of the amount of turnovers that they had to give up. Uh, so can we see some good ball movement that actually leads to good shots as well? Uh, and that is going to be something that I want to see because again, you're the one thing that I do like is there's some great individual talent, but at the same time, I think when you talk about playing against teams like Hellgate, you talk about playing a team, obviously the, the favorite is going to be capital. Once again, uh, you're going to have to try and find ways to create some shots and get some mismatches. So what can we see from the Braves tomorrow in terms of that? Also, what kind of progression have we seen in the offseason from these players? One of the biggest things uh, when you look at this Braves basketball team in terms of team stats, they were one of the worst in the AA in scoring, uh, 37.5 points per game. They were 7th in the West. In defense, uh, they gave up 51 points per game, which was good enough for 12th, and they were 6th in the West. Rebounds, 12th in the AA. They were 6th in the West. Shot percentage, 29%, which was 13th in the AA. Uh, they shot 28%, which was good enough for 7th in the West and Three-point percentage, they shot 20% which was 14th in the double A and they shot 21% in conference play, which was good enough for eighth. Free throw percentage is going to have to improve as well. Uh, they were at the bottom of uh, that category as well last year. These are all categories that when you're talking about state tournament basketball teams, these are areas where teams excel in. And so can the Brave Vets make some jumps in those areas? I'd like to see the three-point shooting. Can we see some three-point shots being made tomorrow? Can it come from a variety of different players as well? So that's going to be something I want to watch out for tomorrow as well Uh, again players that I'm going to keep an eye on uh, Kubi Moy Converse are big ones Um, I'm very curious to see about Kira Siegel what she can bring to the table I can't wait to see what uh, Rebecca Ecker has as she'll be in the post as well Molly Winters uh, did some really really nice things for the Brave Vets towards the end of the season last year and then obviously we know that freshman team and how good they were Uh, there were some good younger players as well last season I can can they find themselves in the rotation uh, for Coach Sam Tudor? So like I said, there's a lot of promise with this team in terms of its roster uh, from the sophomore team up to the varsity team. It's just that's what I want to see tomorrow. Okay, how is this rotation going to flow? And so I think it's going to be really exciting. When you talk about the Braves, again, looking at those team stats, uh, scoring-wise, they were 52 points per game, which was 10th in the A. They had 52 points per game in conference, which was 5th in the West. Defensively, they were the worst team in defense, giving up 64 points per game. Uh, they gave up 64, which was 7th in the West. Uh, rebounds, um, again, they were out-rebounded by nearly 4 rebounds per game, which was good enough for 13th in the A, 7th in the West. And so you look at shot percentage towards the bottom of the league. You look at three point percentage. They were eighth in the West with 25%. Free throw percentage has to improve as well. Again, uh, these are all areas that I want to see the Braves try and improve on. But they do have a lot coming back. You look at Justin Kripe. You look at Gabe Adams. You look at Hunter Hickey as well. You look at Ethan Vandenbosch, who had a big game, I think 20, I want to say 21 points or 23 points against, uh, the, uh, against the Butte Bulldogs in the loser out game at the divisional tournament last year. He was big in keeping the uh, Braves in that ball game. What's the next step for him? How about Ezra Epperly? We know he can do some great things when it comes to blocking shots. What's the next step he takes? So like I said, the the roster for the Braves definitely has talent to it. Who are going to be some of the younger guys from the JV squad last year that are going to step up as well? Because Flathead's going to need to be able to shoot the three-point ball. All right, again, they were towards the bottom in that area last year. When you're talking about state tournament teams, they were towards the top. You're talking about the Sentinels that can shoot the three-point ball really well. Hellgate more than likely will be able to shoot the three-point ball uh, really well. Uh, The Western AA in terms of boys basketball is, I think, wide open. And the reason I say that is, is Capital lost so much. Helena lost a lot. You look at, uh, obviously, Hellgate loses Wooster and Johnson. That's going to be a big blow, but still, this is going to be a good basketball team. I think they're just, they're going to be. Definitely beatable this year. You look at Capital. Lost a ton of seniors last year. Uh, Coach Guy Olmquist is one of the best coaches in the AA. Obviously, he'll have his squad ready, but are they in a complete rebuild? What are they going to be at? Where's Butte going to be at? Uh, they've got some key guys coming back this season uh, That from that state tournament team from a year ago. Obviously, the big man Olsen is going to be a key factor. Uh, so I look at this Western AA. I look at Glacier as well. they got some names. Western Price is going to be the leading contender in terms of names for the Wolfpack going going forward, at least to start the season. We'll see if other guys uh, step up and make their names heard. We'll have to see where, where that goes. Um, but I think the Western AA for the boys' side is definitely wide open when it comes to looking at those final two spots potentially for uh, the state tournament. And obviously, we know there's not going to be no state tournament, so obviously the playoffs uh, are going to be a lot different. Uh, but again, we are talking about being a title contender. I, I think the Braves can definitely find themselves in there, but they have to improve in those areas. So the things I want to see from the Braves tomorrow, the three-point shot. Who can make it? Uh, Justin Kripe, obviously the team leader in three-point percentage last season, was really good. Uh, obviously, I expect him to, to kind of lead the way in that, but who else can be a good three-point shooter for this basketball team to help space out the floor? How aggressive will Kripe and Hickey be offensive? in terms of both guys can definitely drive to the hoop. Uh, they've got great ways to finish around the rim, uh, so that's going to be key. And then the bigs, Epperle, Bosch Adams, how do those guys uh, fit around the post and you know, what is gonna be the key elements to their game? Ethan Vandenbosch, uh when it comes from the corner, of the free throw line or from the elbow is definitely very, very good. Gabe Adams is mid ranger is pretty good as well. And Ezra Epperly, when you're talking about his size and length, it's just a matchup nightmare for just about any defense. Uh, so the bigs are gonna be another area where I'm gonna where I'm gonna keep an eye on and, and what are the strengths and where did these guys progress during the off season. So those are the things, those are the keys that I'm keeping an eye on uh, tomorrow for the Braves and Braves' scrimmage. All guests join us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, and tonight you can expect to hear from Kyle Hansen from Montana Sports as we'll get his thoughts on Grizz basketball as they defeated Dickinson State uh, tonight at uh, Dahlberg Arena. We're also going to go back to Wednesday night's win over Washington and what that meant for the program. We'll also talk about his story about the uh, 25th anniversary of the 1995 Grizz National Championship football team, and we'll get his thoughts on winter sports uh, getting underway in January. Bottom of the hour we are going to chat with Matt Kiwi and we're going to talk Montana sports betting. We'll get his best bets for college football and the NFL here this weekend. The Knockout Sports is sponsored by Whitefish Credit Union. Looking to start saving money? Well get rid of your high interest credit card today. Apply at whitefishcu.com for a low rate credit card from Whitefish Credit Union. You can also give them a call at 862 Coming up next here on the Knock On Sports, Kyle Hansen, and we're going to talk in Grizz basketball.